your four-year-old can discover the joy of learning. Waterford Upstart is a proven effective pre-K learning program that includes fun songs, games, and activities that prepare your child for success in school. We provide all the tools you need to help your child learn to read, including a coach, a computer, and internet access. And because it's already paid for, it's free for you. Listen, uncomplicate the way you do pre-K. Enroll today at waterfordupstart.org. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And, of course, we're heard around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, and let me see, across Europe on Euro Radio TV, and, of course, on iHeartRadio. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Janet Roper, and we're going to be talking about animal communication this hour. Janet is a renowned animal communicator, educator, animal advocate, and author. Her focus within animal communications is strengthening and nurturing the animal-human bond by working from the stance of a relationship with animals instead of the power over animals. She has created and produced numerous podcasts, has appeared on a variety of radio shows, and has been featured in a number of news articles. In 2015, Jana began her personal walk on the shamanic path. Based in Missoula, Montana, Janet is cheerfully owned and managed by her cat, Raven, and dog, Max. The website is www.janetroper.com. And Janet, welcome to the X-Zone. Thank you, Rob, so much for having me on here today. This is going to be really fun. So what was it that, uh, that got you started as an animal communicator? You know, Rob, what got me started as an animal communicator was a dog. At the time, I was teaching music in my house. I had probably about 40 kids coming in, um, little violin players and piano players, and one of my dogs passed away. 
And I knew that I'm a, a two dog kind of gal. So um, I went to the Humane Society, found the most adorable dog on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, he was so cute. And this was before I got into animal communication. And I did all my research and all my homework. I was not using my intuition at the time, per se. Uh, but, you know, I asked all the proper questions. And when I asked the question, does he keep his kennel clean? They said, yes, he does. He keeps his kennel very clean. Hmm. So I adopted Teddy, got him home, and he kept the kennel clean. And the rest of the house was just free range, where he would just use it as his his bathroom. Because it was Um, outside his kennel. Yes, hello? Yeah, I said that's because it was outside of his kennel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I called the vet, and everything was fine, and worked with a trainer. And, you know, it it did help some, um, but it still didn't solve the problem. And so literally one day I'm sitting in front of the fireplace and getting ready to light a fire. And this ad for animal communicator falls into my lap. Face up. Can't help but read it. Wow. Called her, saw what she did with Teddy, Mm -hmm. saw how she worked with me and Teddy and our relationship and the incredible difference it made. And the rest is history. Son of a gun. So how would you describe what an animal communicator is? What's your definition of it? That's a really interesting question because my definition has changed um, mm-hmm. with the more experience I get. Um, an animal communicator technically is someone who communicates intuitively with the animal, so checks in through their intuition and receives information from the animals um, through pictures, through words, through feelings, um, through their senses, basically. Um, as I work more and more in the field of animal communication, what I'm starting to define it as is um, someone who really has a true, honest, deep respect for the animals mm-hmm. and has a heart-to-heart connection with them. And it's my belief that everybody can communicate with animals, um, It's just bringing that to your consciousness and being aware that you already know your dog, your cat, your horse, your bird. You already know them the best. You're already communicating with them. And for me, it's just helping the person take it out of this, take animal communication out of the stance of woo woo until, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just an everyday ordinary tool that you use in building relationship with your animal. All right, Kathy, stand, I'm sorry, Janet, please stand by. Janet Roper is our special guest, and uh, Janet and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break. But if you'd like to find out more about Janet, please visit her website at www.janetroper.com. That's www.janetroper.com. And we'll both be back on the other side of this break. As we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And don't forget, Exxon Nation, if you'd like to find out what uh, programs we have available for you on the Exxon Broadcast Network 24-7-365, visit us online at www.xzbn.net. Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, 
Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Janet Roper is our guest, and uh, Janet is an animal communicator and educator. Her website is JanetRoper.com. And uh, Janet, how did you start working with animal spirit guides? I started working with animal spirit guides um, because I was studying to become a spiritual director. And I had been doing animal communication at the time, and my thought was I was going to be working with humans as a spiritual director and the animals had a different plan for me. So the work I'd done in animal communication started to gradually shift so that my focus in spiritual direction was on animals instead of, you know, with people as traditionally done. And then the way I got into working with the animal spirit guides was uh, we were doing a class study on animal spirit guides and I was beyond fascinated it was like the whole world opened up to me rob and i'm going this is what i need this is what i've been looking for and when i realized that that took the work i did in animal communication and that i do in animal communication to a totally different level because not only was i able to work with the animals here in the physical but the first way i started working with the um, spirit animals was by helping people who had lost their animals whose animals you know, their pets had died and they had transitioned over. And so my first step was in helping people who were grieving their pets, talking to their angel animals um, and bringing back messages from the animals to the people. So would we say that spirit animals are just like spirit human beings? That's a fair question. Yes, I would say so. Um, One of the things that uh, with the spirit animals is the reason that we connect with them so easily and again, I believe that all of us can do this, mm-hmm. is that um, they're, they're familiar to us. You know, we all love animals. Animals, yeah. we just see them every day. They're a part of our lives. So making that transition from seeing an, a physical animal to going, oh, yeah, there's an animal spirit, too. That makes it really easy because we're so mm-hmm. used to seeing them in our physical life. Right. And the other thing that makes it so easy is they have a face. And we humans, we're good at communicating with 
anything that has a face, face to face. That is the way that we operate. So with the spirit animals, we've got that warm fuzzy attached to it, so to speak, that it's an animal. Mm -hmm. And then it's an animal with a face. And then the next step is just learning how to connect and um, which animals to connect with. So what is the difference then between spirit animals, spirit animal guides, animal allies, and totems? The first three that you mentioned, I use all of those interchangeably, Rob. Um, To me, it's friends. It's an ally. It's somebody I'm in contact with. Okay. Um, The totems to me is where it gets different. The totems are the ones that I work with for a longer period of time. And we're talking years here. Okay. We have um, a very significant relationship. I am listening to my totems. I am I am doing what they tell me to do in the spiritual world. I am bringing that back into the physical and putting that in action um, as my totems are telling me to do that. Mm. Um, With the animal spirit guides, with the allies, I look at those as, you know, they're they're dropping in. They might be neighbors, um, somebody you say hello to, somebody that you know at a coffee shop. So I've still got a relationship with them, but it's not as formal and it's not as in-depth as it is with a totem animals, at least the way that I practice it. I see. So how do spirit animals help us then in, in our daily life? In ever so many ways, in ever so many ways. The one thing that I like about, I like working with spirit animals is that um, when you connect with them, mm-hmm. a lot of times they will have messages. And not just specifically messages for you, but messages that they want you to bring back to the physical so that it makes the world a better place. I call it a working relationship, okay? That I am their hands, I'm putting in action um, what they want done to make the world a better place and to make it a better place for their species, their physical counterpart here on Earth, but also Mother Earth herself and the people here on Earth. And that could be something as um, if you're talking to a, a spirit animal, let's say that's a horse, mm-hmm. and this horse is saying, I know that you've got experience. You know how to communicate, or, or not communicate you know, intuitively, but you know how to work with horses. You know how to be in the presence of horses, and you understand horse language. And here I'm talking body language, Rob. Um, and so that horse spirit might be saying, would you mind going out to the local barn and volunteering? and helping the horses there. Would you mind getting into rescue in some way? I would like you to um, work with kids um, with disabilities at, at those places um, where they use the horses to work with those kind of kids because you understand the horse language and you can translate that to the, um, to the kids and to the, the people there at that place. And so for me, when I'm working with the spirit animals, it's definite, like I say, it's a working relationship, bringing that back into the physical world. And this might sound kind of, I don't know, um, silly or crazy or something or another, but I truly believe that in working with the animals, um, we have a better life um, so that we can live well and that we can die well. And that once we leave this physical plane, because of the work that the animals have helped us to do, mm-hmm. we've left the earth in a better place. We've left um, the, the animal counterparts, our kin, in a better place, humans in a better place, and we can move on to the next realm with a, a clear conscience, so to speak. So tell me, uh, what happens if people don't have animals? Do they still have the ability of having 
the animal spirit or spirit animals helping them? Yes, if they want to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Some people um, will, of course, gravitate more to angels, angel mm-hmm. guides. Um, and some people will gravitate more to their ancestors um, and those grand grandparents, grandmothers helping them um, kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, those of us with animals, I think that we gravitate towards the animals. Um, and if you don't have an animal, that doesn't mean that you can't do it. It might be a little bit different. Um, you'll experience it a little bit differently because you, you, you've not been in re- constant relationship with the animals in the physical. Wow. So uh, just just help me understand, why do these animals want to help us when so many people have been so mean to animals? Oh, my gosh. I'm getting truth bumps as you ask that question. Um. On one level, there is, they want to help, again, their animal physical counterparts here. And they want to um, also help us humans understand animals better. And to realize that they're just a different species. They're just mm-hmm. a different um, expression of, of, of essence, so to speak. So, you know, as you said earlier, when I'm working with animals, I do not work with power over. I work in relationship with animals. And the animals, the spirit animals, um, they are so wanting that expression of being in relationship with animals, understanding that they are our kin. They are truly our kin with whom we cohabit the earth, that they really want to reach out and help people who are ready to hear that and ready to mm-hmm. um, help the animals, so to speak. The, the person has to be ready for this. You know, it's in my experience, there's work that goes, there's preparatory work that goes in to connecting with spirit animals. Yes, you can Google that and you can find out who your spirit animal is and all this good stuff. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Beyond that, it's building the relationship. And just like with humans, it takes a lot to build relationship. Particularly, we're talking different species. We're talking um, animals in a different plane. We're talking spirit plane, animals. Um, So there's a lot of background work that needs to be done. There's a lot of clearing of our own um, maybe misconceptions or judgments that needs to be done. Um, There's a lot of really looking at with clear eyes that I have had me personally, Janet, because I'm human. I have played a part at some point in – in not treating the animals here in the physical world as well as I could. A perfect example of that is when I was a kid, I didn't have any pets growing up. Um, my grandparents had a farm. I would go down um, with my parents on the weekends and visit. And I, ju- I was in heaven because, you know, there were the dogs and the kittens and all of that. And I just thought it was, it was better than chocolate. Wow. Um, but I was taught not by saying, Janet, do this, but by example, that if a cat gets in your way, you just kick it out of the way. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, of course, you know, I was a kid. I was doing what was expected of me. My kick was kind of like a gentle nudge. <laughs> I just couldn't do it, you know. Um, but when I look back on that through the eyes of someone who does the work that I do, 
and who has gone out and is willing to make a difference in the lives of the animals in the physical through the help of the um, spirit animals. You know, there's a lot of clearing up from my background that still needs to be done um, when I look at that. So the the spirit animals ask us, again, Mm -hmm. to be the best person that we can be, and that is continuously changing. Because the best person we can be, it's always moving ahead. We're going to do this a little bit better. We're going to do this a little bit better. Janet, how does somebody find out if they have a, a spirit animal guide? Ah, that's, I love that question. Um, part of it is just noticing what's going on around you. And I know that just sounds like, oh, yeah, you know, Janet, yeah, I'm noticing what's going on. But notice with total consciousness what's going on around mm-hmm. you. Um, what animals are you seeing on a day-to-day basis? What animals are coming across? Now, with spirit animals, you know, they don't have to necessarily um, show up in the physical, you know, through their physical representation. They can but let's say your spirit animal is fox. Okay, well, you know, you're going down the road and all of a sudden you see the sign for fox estates. Or you're watching TV and all of a sudden the special comes on about foxes. So they will come to you in some way, shape or form. You know, whether that's in the physical, whether it's through pictures, whether it's through TVs or whatever kind of thing. But how, and but how, do, like, we, how do we know, I, how do we differentiate between them coming to us or sheer coincidence? I don't believe anything's a coincidence. Ah, but many, 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 many people do. I know. <laughs> You're so right on that. <laughs> so the people that think it's a coincidence, what I would ask them to do is, how often is that coincidence happening? Where does it stop being a coincidence mm-hmm. and become a meeting of minds, so to speak? And again, that goes back, I think, to, you know, you really have to know yourself. You really have to do your own inner work. You really have to um, know what your expectations are, what your preconceptions are kind of thing. But when does that coincidence stop being a coincidence? Is it after number three? Is it after number seven? Is it after number 107? So whatever that is for you, that to me is the gentle nudging of the animal saying, okay, you know, enough with the coincidences now. Now let's talk, you know, some real stuff here. Food for Thought, ExoNation. Uh, Janet Roper is our guest, and her website is JanetRoper.com. She is an animal communica- communicator and educator. And Janet and I will be back on the other side of this break after the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to send me an email, it's very simple. www.xzbn.net is the website, and my email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. Don't go away now. including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. 
For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Janet, you and I are talking about animals. Uh, we're talking about spirit animals, spirit animal guides, and animal allies and totems. But how does somebody build a relationship with their animal guide or spirit am- animal guide? First of all, I would say, uh, you know, become aware of the animals that are coming to you, that are around you and everything. And of all of those animals, it could be magpie, it could be hawk, it could be um, squirrel, it could be caterpillar. Um, Have like a meet and greet with them. Building relationship with uh, spirit guides and animals is like building a relationship with a human in real life. Okay. So, you know, when you probably um, first meet somebody, you know, your, your response is not, mm-hmm. oh, let, you know, let's move in at, together and let's see how it goes. You know, your first response is more likely to be, how about going to get a cup of coffee and let's talk, that kind of thing. And so the, you do that with the, um, the animals too. Mm-hmm. So let's say Caterpillar has shown up in your life quite consistently and um, you are wondering if um, Caterpillar is your spirit animal guide. But wait um, a second, hold you, on here, hold on here, yes. hold on here. Caterpillar is an insect. It's not an animal. Uh, I, I look at everything as animals. Um, above it, yeah, the spiders, to me, they are of the animal world. What about the, fish? Um, insects, go ahead. What about fish? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The thing to be careful w- with um, with fish is sometimes, and not all the time, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes when a fish shows up, it can be um, a warning. Um, and so just keep your eyes open. Be aware of your gut feeling if a fish shows up. I've never had a fish as a warning. When I've had fish, it's always been as a normal communication as we're going to be working together in this area. I don't have fish as a totem, um, but they have showed up. And just, you know, as an ally, as a friend, can you help me do this kind of thing, Janet, since you're in the physical and I'm not. Um, But to be aware of the fish that shows up. And one of the things that you can do, Rob, is you can Google to find out more information about it. Uh, There are some excellent books out there um, on spirit guides um, and spirit totem animals. And just start with those to get some information um, about the animals. And then as you have your meet and greet, mm-hmm. um, asking questions like, well, you know, well, what do you have in mind? How do you, ha- how do you see us working together? What does this look like to you? And then honestly evaluate if that works for you or not, because again, it's relationship. It's relationship. The relationship is really important. And just as with humans, we have different relationships with different people. So it is with the animals. So if you are looking for or an animal spirit guide is looking to work with you, be open. And if an animal spirit guide is asking you to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing or that you feel is out of your realm or even is not is not of interest to you, then it's like, well, you know, mm-hmm. thank you. Maybe we'll connect later. 
kind of thing. And then just keep your eyes open for other animals that come to you or insects or fish. Okay, so what is the difference between, uh, once again, I, I'm a little a little hazy on this, spirit animals, spirit guides. I know I can understand what they are, animal allies, okay, but mm-hmm. totems. Aren't these all words and meanings that are synonymous with one another? To me, totems is deeper. When I'm working with um, one of my totems, mm-hmm. that means that we have a deep relationship, a commitment, okay? Um, a long-standing commitment. Um, one of my totems is Hawk, and we have worked together for decades. Um, and there is a comfort there in having that relationship of working together for decades. But there's also the, um, yeah, there's still work to be done. You know, we haven't finished our work together yet here, Janet. So we will still continue working together, um, you know, for however long um, Hawk and I agree upon doing that kind of thing. Um, So with the animal totems, to me, it goes in really deeper. It can be lasting for me with an animal totem. It's we're talking years of work. We're talking years of commitment. We're talking years of let's just work together. How can you guide me? How can I thank you for guiding me, for working with me and showing me these things? Because so many times we're thinking we're getting the, the messages from the totems. Yes, we are. But it's also really important for us to honor them, give thanks in the physical for them helping us. And what we do is um, we ask them, how, how, can I, how can I thank you? What can I do for you to thank you for being with me through all of these years? And with Hawk, um, the way that we work together, um, Hawk is usually a long, long uh, vision, you know, looking out. And that's the way that we work together. And I am truly grateful for Hawk in helping me with that, with that long vision kind of thing to see what's going on. And the way that I thank Hawk is by giving in the physical, by donating and by helping the animals in the physical, by helping the people. Um, who are interested in learning animal communication to help them start to get a longer vision, so to speak, of what a relationship with an animal can be, other than just, you're my dog and I told you to sit, and so you're going to sit, kind of thing. Again, it's it's taking it from the power over to the relationship with. So how do you know if your spirit animal guide is, is here to stay or they're just here to drop by? You know, like, why would they not stay? Because um, sometimes whatever the mission is, whatever they've had in mind to accomplish with you, it is finished. Mm-hmm. Um, one of another one of the um, totems that I've worked with, and this one I've worked, I worked with basically since day one, almost since the day that you know I found out about um, animal spirit guides in the spiritual direction program I was taking, and that was um, Jaguar the cat, and we worked together. 15 years or so. And then all of a sudden I was doing the normal work that I do and Mm -hmm. Jaguar wasn't there. And I'm going, Oh my gosh, what's going on here? And, um, I checked in with Jaguar and I didn't get anything. And that was scary. 
that was very scary. So um, I am in a two-year, about a year and a half into a two-year um, intensive shamanic program training. And so I um, hooked up, I connected with uh, my shaman, my mentor, and we were talking about this, and I'm telling her what I experienced and what it felt like for me and everything. And she asked the question, she said, Janet, does it feel as if your work together is done? And I'm going, yes, it does. And what was so odd, Rob, was I had not even thought about that. I was wow. thinking, oh, my God, what have I done wrong? Why are you not showing up like you're supposed to, like you always do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and when she turned that around and said, is it possible that the work is done? It was like, yeah, it is. Unreal. It really is. So these messages that we get from our animal spirit guides, are they universal or are they just specific to individual people? I think that when we first start working with the animals, it's going to be um, pretty specific. Because, again, it's that meet and greet kind of thing. Um, You know, you're getting to know each other. And so if, um, let's say I'm talking to Snake, okay, and um, Snake just has a message for me of, well, and this did happen. I was getting ready to move from one of my places. And I walked in <laughs> to the laundry room, and there was this big snake curled up, <laughs> like right smack dab in the middle of the laundry room. I'm going, hmm, I wonder what message that is. And um, the message that it was for me at that time was protection. Um, snake was telling me to um, watch out for what's going on around me and to be careful and with this move and everything. And the way the move took place was not in the way I thought the move would take place. And it was pretty shaky. It was actually pretty scary the way it actually came around. Wow. But because I'd had that warning from Snake, it was like, oh, I got a heads up. This is cool. Mm-hmm. So what was it like the very first time that uh, you realized that you were another Dr. Doolittle and you were talking to the animals? Truthfully, it was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is like so cool. (laughs) And then it was like, oh, am I crazy? (laughs) I I can't talk to animals. You know, that's not normal. You you don't talk to animals, that kind of thing. Um, But what it evolved into was realizing that, yeah, I'm talking to the animals. And now it's a state of being with me. I talk to animals and I don't even realize it, you know, uh, in connection with them intuitively. Um, the, the other day it was oh, probably about five 30. I'm in Montana. So, you know, sun comes up about five 30 or so. And I have French doors off my bedroom and I had the French mm-hmm. doors open cause it was nice, nice sleeping weather. And about five 30, I was awoken by the most horrible raucous, um, sound of birds on the face of the earth. And that is not an exaggeration. And, um, I woke up and out on the balcony outside of my bedroom, there were about eight magpies sitting on the railing, looking in the bedroom, <laughs> going, caw, 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 caw. And then there was about six or eight magpies flying around those magpies, all right there in front of my bedroom window, all of this action taking place. And it was just an incredible thing to experience, an incredible thing to experience. Mm. I do think that they were calling me to wake up. Um, I thanked them, and then I went and shut the door and went back to sleep. <laughs> so what were you doing before you became an animal communicator and uh, and and started your shamanic path? 
I was a musician. Ah. Um, my background is a, as a performing musician um, and also a, in teaching music. So all of that has come together um, to help me with the work that I do now, with the listening skills. Wow. Oh. Big difference. Well, not really, because musicians are very intuitive. I, I used to play in a mm-hmm. band before I joined the police force and before I got into radio and TV. So, you know, the artsy people in in life are very sensitive. And I think that this is a big part of it, is having the, having the open heart and hope, having the ability to open yourself and just be who you are instead of yes. who society wants you to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, and sometimes, Rob, that takes a lot of courage, doesn't mm, it? Well, yeah, yes, it does. Yes, it does. But you know what? It has served me well over my many years. Uh, one of the contracts that my company did was as communication director for the SPCA. And I will oh, tell wow. you something, that I learned so much about animals as well as the inspectors, investigators, and enforcement branch. Mm-hmm. And and the hearts of the people who donate their time, their money. Yes. And those people who go out of their way to do everything they can to to show love, affection, kindness to the animals that they adopt. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I am so fortunate to have had that experience. And I would not it, trade it for the world. It's an incredible experience, isn't it? And to me, that's the animals, you know, like mm-hmm. saying... Look, this is how much the people, how much capacity people, humans have to love us. Yeah, exactly. You know, look at this. My dear friend, you and I have to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll be talking more about my favorite subject, animals, here in the Exxon. Exxon Nation, Janet Roper is our special guest. And I'm still getting over this cold, so thank you very much for all your emails and get well cards. And my Lord, I didn't know Federal Express delivered flowers and... um, chocolates but thank you anyway we'll be back on the other side of this break don't go away this is the exxon broadcast network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers including cnn broadcast network sirius satellite network star media Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back, everyone. My guest this hour is Janet Roper. She is an animal communicator and educator. Her website is www.janetroper.com. Now, she also is on Facebook, forward slash Janet.Roper. And she also has Facebook.com uh, forward slash talk, the number two, the animals. On Twitter, forward slash Janet Roper. And she's also on LinkedIn, gang. All you have to do is just go over there and uh, put her name in the search engine. First of all, Janet, as I said to you during the commercial break, I thank you so much for joining us. It's been a great pleasure having you. And one thing that animals have that humans do not have, and I wish that more humans did, is unconditional love. Animals are very forgiving. And um, it, it hurts me to know that there are people out there who, who deliberately hurt animals. And when you look at the big picture, animals are a very big part of our world. For example, police dogs, search and rescue dogs, um, police horses, um, you know, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And when you have the ability, when you have the opportunity of, uh, of, of communicating with these um, partners, work partners that, uh, that use animals, what, are, what do they say to you? What do they tell you? Let's go with horses, okay? Sure. Um, horses are truly our partners, mm-hmm. and they have a special place in my heart. Um, and the horses, it's like they are nudging us along. Actually, my horses, my angel horses is here. Is it okay if I check in with him, Rob? Sure, please. Okay. All right, this is Shiloh. Um Shiloh passed over in December of 2015, and he and I worked together in the physical, and now we work together in the non-physical. And this is Shiloh talking now. Well, we horses are here to help people understand that you need to move forward, you need to move forward, you need to move forward. You can't stand in one place when it comes to working with the animals. There is always something that you can do. Sometimes the people Sometimes people drop the load because they think they can't carry it or they think they are too weak. But we animals are here to nudge you on and to say, yes, you can. And not only yes, you can, but you must because you humans are part of this world. And while we help you, you need to help us too. So um, that was Shiloh. And he's just so pro- profound in his messages and what he has to say. He he wants people to remember that, yes, you can connect with the animals. Yes, you must help us animals because we cannot do it without you. We cannot do it without you. We are all together here. And if one part of the link is missing, and right now there is, and this is Shiloh talking, there is a large, there is a part of the link that is missing, which is the human component. And Shiloh is saying that there cannot 
be a difference made in the world with the work animals unless the humans step up and do their part. I don't get the sense, Rob, that he's talking about the uh, partners, okay, like the police dogs have or the the police horses Mm -hmm. have, those partners. But it's those of us in the world who were taught to kick kittens, you know, as a child, that kind of thing. It's for us to step up and to realize um, how we need to change Mm -hmm. and how we need to look at the animals differently and embrace them for the different sentient beings that they are. You know, it's, it's a proven fact that if a child is mean to animals or reptiles or fish or whatever, they are going to be mean to people. Yep. That's a proven fact. Yep. Um, if somebody's anticipating buying a pet, how do you best suggest they proceed? Is it the pet that picks the home or is it the home that picks the pet? Depends on the situation. Um, with myself personally, it's usually the animal that picks me, um, which doesn't come as a surprise to me at all. Um, what I would do is to do homework. I'm a great one in doing homework. Google, you know, what what is the animal that you are looking at? Um, what are their characteristics? Okay, if if you are a novice rider, you're probably not going to be wanting um, a jumper horse to mm-hmm. begin with or a green horse. So do your homework. Know what the animal is. Know the match. Know the work that's involved with them. And then instead of asking the animal, oh, do you want to come home and live with me? Because that can be on so many different levels. um, That can really give the animal false hope. Yeah, somebody wants to take me home. And then you find out that the animal was not the one that was meant for you. Right. um, And you need to take that animal back. So what I would ask instead is, what kind of home are you looking for? What are you looking for when you um, live with humans? What makes you feel comfortable? And then see if your home, if your family, if you uh, fit that criteria. And another thing, explanation, if you are considering bringing um, an addition to your family, whether it's a pet, guinea pig, hamster, white mouse, dog, cat, fish, whatever, Remember, with that adoption comes a lot of responsibility. In the case yes. of dogs, make sure that you understand that this animal or this new member of your family is going to require veterinarian care, grooming. They're going to need walks. They're going to, they become part of their life. They look at you as, as family. So please think twice. If you've got a small apartment, you don't need a Great Dane. If you've got um, a small apartment, you know, there are little pets if you have the need for a pet. But please remember that there's food, there's grooming, there is health care for the animals, and they are part of your family. So if you cannot treat them as part of your family and financially bear the responsibility of another member of your family, Buy yourself a book with some nice pictures of great animals. And there, I'm off my soapbox. Back to you. Nice soapbox. Thank you. Very nice soapbox. I like that soapbox. What are your final thoughts for members of the Exxon Nation tonight as an animal communicator? What would you like to communicate for the animals to the listeners? To 
you too can talk to the animals and that you're probably, mm-hmm. if you love and honor animals, you're probably already doing it, bringing it to your consciousness. And that no matter what information you get for that moment in time, trust that's what the animal is telling you. And if anybody in, in our listening audience is thinking, oh my gosh, is it really true that this magpie is telling me yada, 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 you know, if you've got any doubt, connect with me. I'll help you discern what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. You see, I believe that the the uh, you know how humans like to put themselves on the top of the totem and animals uh-huh. underneath yep. them. Mm-hmm. Well, I have the, I believe it's the other way around because animals don't go to war. Animals don't uh, deliberately go out and harm each other. Animals take better care of their own than humans do in some cases. And if all the animals on this planet ever decided to join forces against humans. We'd lose. It's that plain. You know, it's that simple. Just think of the insects if they decided to do that. Just the insects alone. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that is so true. Uh, yeah. Speaking about insects, what is your take on why there are so many problems with the bumblebees? That they're not as they're not as uh, plentiful as they used to be. I think it goes back to the um, humans mm-hmm. and what we are doing to um, not take care of the planet right? and um, how we are not stepping up to our responsibility. Um, as, you know, Shiloh said a little bit earlier, we need to step up. We need yeah. to step up and do our part. And if there is one part, and again, it goes to, you know, in that link, mm-hmm. right now the way I experience it, it's the human um, species that is the weak link in the link between all of the species and the animals and everything. I agree with you 100, percent and I'm sure that all the different types of of microwaves that we're putting throughout the air um, by all the cell towers, uh, the the demand mm-hmm. for cell communication is crazy. I know I, I've got a saying: smartphones, dumb people; smart cars, dumb drivers. Um, I, I'm sure that the amount of of like I was saying, microwaves in the air is certainly having its effect on Mother Nature's uh, Mother Nature's animals. Yeah, yeah, and you think of that—the mm-hmm. planes in the air. Think yep. of the um, just everything that we've done. You know, we've taken away their home. Yeah. It's we don't have priority over the other species. We are in relationship with the other species and the sooner that we humans realize that and work in conjunction for the better of all not just the human species not just and as i'm looking out my window here i'm seeing two really big houses going up on my mountain kind of thing right. you know and what birds have, what animals what insects have been mm. displaced by those houses going up and you know have the the people who are putting those up, yeah. whether it's the owners or the contractors, have they asked the animals, told them what's going on, giving them a place to go? Well, that's what that's why we're happy you're around, uh, Janet, because you. you can help us get that message across to these people who um, who need a real rude awakening. So, Janet Roper, thank you so much for joining us tonight. A great pleasure. And Dexonation. Nation, if you'd like to contact Janet, her website is www.janetroper.com. And uh, if you can make an, a, a donation or if you can bring some some dog food, cat food, you know, or pellets for the small animals to your local SBCA or your local shelter, I'm sure that it would be appreciated. And also take a look at the people who are donating their time, their resources 
to making this a better world by taking care of animals. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. 